It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, if somebody doesn't like something I say or something that I do, not to say that I'm just out here just, you know, saying whatever, not being intentional about the way that I'm living, but I am no longer a prisoner of the opinions of other people like I was when I was younger. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right. Our quote of the day. Lady, if you listen to any of our episodes where we have a guest, then you are going to be familiar with this quote. So get into it. And I'm going to try my best to channel my my Terry voice here. We recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman and believe that it's okay to be bougie, classy, and ratchet, and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music. Terry and Dr. Dom. So I'm going to read that quote one more time. We recognize, appreciate, and celebrate the multifaceted woman and believe it's okay to be bougie, classy, and ratchet, and you can still be elegant and dance to strip club music. So today, we invite you to our OU Blatchet episode. Hey, T, do you take on the challenge? Girl, I'm ready for the challenge. Yes, I was born ready. I am so excited that we're doing this episode. Me too. Season 18. 
Right? It took us all this time. Mm-hmm. I guess we should just jump on in. Just dump, so, let's do it. Lady, we about to jump on in into what it means to be blatchet, bougie, classy, and ratchet, and why it's yes. important, right? Because we were very intentional about creating one, trademarking this question, oh, you blatchet? Right. And creating meaning for that behind us. Some of you may have heard, what is it? Sophista ratchet, right? Yes. There's clatchet. There are different terms out there, but this is our term that we created for the podcast. And I guess what we can do is start by just talking about the multifaceted woman, right? We are multidimensional beings, meaning that there are many sides to us that can coexist at one time. We've talked about this on other episodes, but I think about the day and age that we live in now, Dom. And at this point in time of us recording this episode, Black China has been in the news lately. And many of you probably know Black China. Google her because I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Like I want to make sure you're able to do your research. But from what I have known about her, I followed her or have heard of her over the years. She started off as a stripper and she is now... In many cases, a household name. Like people know her yep. now. I mean, she's in the same realm as the Kardashians, you know, having her, you know, a child with one of the Kardashians. And she's also a businesswoman. She has her own TV show, she has her own products, right? right? And right now in the media, we see her because she's decided to trans, I want to say, revert her body back to as close yeah. to what it was before she had various procedures and plastic surgery done, right? And so people have a lot of opinions about this. I believe she's also being born again. She's having different tattoos removed, some of which were like a devil on her. She's having her filler removed and going by her government name. And she's doing a whole rebrand. Some people are saying it's for PR reasons. Some people are saying she's about to sell something. I don't know what she's doing, but I want to just ground ourselves in this idea of us being multidimensional. Right, yes. meaning that you can be classy, you can mm-hmm. be bougie, and you could be ratchet at the same damn time, right? Yes, yes. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Because I think sometimes, Don, when people see one side of you, they will put you in a box, and they Oof. assume that that is the totality of who you are, who you're ever going to be. And when you jump outside the box, or you expose a different part of yourself, then people are quick to say things like, oh, you changed. Oh my gosh, what happened to her? When it's like, no, boo, this is literally who I've been the whole time. I'm just now showing you another layer of myself, right? Mm -hmm. Or I'm showing you what I want you to see versus what you've always been accustomed to. And so I think it's just important for us to realize that we don't always know people, right? We know what they show us. We know what they choose to reveal, but we don't really know who a person is and what they're capable of and what's what dimensions exist within them. You know, what do you think? Yeah. yeah, as you as you were saying that, it just makes me think about like when we think about social media and what we put out on social media and how oftentimes we tend to take what's on social media as gospel as like, this is exactly who this person is, right? Mm -hmm. And we often do that with like celebrities or people that we see that we don't know personally, right? And we make assumptions about who they are. And hell, even the people that we do know personally, 
we they present to us in one way or we know them in one particular context and we assume that that is the totality of who they are and expect that they're supposed to present in that exact same way in every environment and that's really not realistic yes now dom i agree with that 100% i think it's also really difficult sometimes for people to accept a full person or yes. or mentally fathom a whole person i think people like to put people in boxes because it gives you understanding it allows mm-hmm. you to sort of contextualize oh this is who this person is and so now i can better understand how to engage with them or now i just know what it is because I've put them in this little box here. Right now. But I also think about Mm -hmm. what I also think about too is corporate America. Right. Mm -hmm. Or like athletes and how, like particularly for those of us that are in the working world that there, and some of this is changing. Thank goodness we are evolving, but there's a certain way that we are expected to behave based on our career or our profession. Mm-hmm. And when we don't behave in that ascribed, we don't subscribe to that script of what a teacher is supposed to be, what a bank teller is supposed to be, what a manager at McDonald's is supposed to be. Right. Like when we don't fit those certain scripts. People find that problematic. That's such a good point, Dom. I remember back in the day, remember when tattoos were really taboo? I remember. Right. I remember seeing this image of a doctor with their scrubs on long sleeve scrubs. You couldn't see any of their tattoos. And they would compare that image to the same doctor with a short sleeve shirt on. And they had these tattoos and they were like, which doctor would you want to you know, operate on you? And I think because of how we were conditioned, right? A lot of this is mm-hmm. social conditioning. Mm-hmm. You would say, oh my gosh, I don't want the one with the tattoos. But when you think about it, what the hell does tattoos have to do with someone being able to do their job? If you about to cut me open and you are the best at cutting people open, then I don't, you could have all the tattoos in the world, mm-hmm. all the piercings, you, your hair could look however. Rainbow colors, okay. <laughs> as long as your hair and your tattoos and your piercings are not going to end up in my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you are able to effectively perform that surgery better than anybody else. Bring it on. That's who I want performing exactly. the surgery. Are you competent enough to do your assigned job? Exactly. Exactly. If you are, then come on. Hey, lady, it's Terry here. Dom and I want to take a moment to thank you for choosing to listen to our podcast. We love you for real, and we want to give you a chance to learn more about what's important to us. So tell us what you think about this. Imagine a world where you have a chance to get featured on the Cultivating Her Space podcast and share your business, brand, or perspective with millions around the globe. Imagine joining our monthly virtual video check-ins where you can connect with like-minded Black women like you, 
and share your ideas and episode suggestions with Terry and I. Now I want you to imagine a world where you're in the exclusive Cultivating Her Space Sanctuary Slack channel and throughout your day and week, you are conversing with us about what's happening in your life and sharing funny gifts and your personal wins. How does that sound? Hopefully this is up your alley, lady, because we are taking things to the next level this year and we're doubling down on investing in our community. That means you. Yay! We want to meet you, connect with you, and create communities of genuine women who love on Black women and push our culture and movement forward. We launched this podcast in 2019, and to date, we have not missed a week. We've been great stewards of our platform, all while working full-time and navigating our own ups and downs. We release fresh new content every single Friday, like clockwork, and we have hundreds of valuable episodes and workshops that can really help you uplevel your life. So if you love our mission or you've gotten value from us, we invite you to give back and help us push this community effort forward. Visit herspacepodcast.com and click Patreon. You can learn more about our goals and exclusive offerings on Patreon. And we highly, highly encourage you to join the Sister Frontier so that you can get some one-on-one time with us. We also have an option for you to donate on a one-time basis if that meets your needs. Again, herspacepodcast.com and you can click that link that says Patreon. All right, lady. We'll hop right back into the conversation. I'm with you 100%. And I think there has to be a lot of unlearning as a people because I have been guilty of judging people based on what they present or how they appear. And I've had to unlearn some of this over time. I was so fascinated. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned to get those promo codes and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans, and it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an icon and our favorite rich auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, 
what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. Now, you know, black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When we had a chance to interview King Noir and Jet Setting Jasmine. Yes. Because what fascinated me most, Dom, was the fact that one, they are, lady, if you haven't checked out that episode, it may be a little risque for you. I'm not sure, but go check it out. Look at just Google Jet Setting Jasmine, Cultivating Her Space podcast, and you'll see the episode come up. But I was so fascinated with them because they are these these you know attractive brilliant people who are also sex workers and who are also parents and the mm-hmm. fact that just setting jasmine is a sex worker and you can go and you can and a businesswoman and many other things but she's also a therapist yes. and the fact that you can go online and see her in the act but then yes. she also has clients and she, her mind is just fascinating and she's brilliant and she could she does her job like she is a therapist she does her thing and the fact that those that can coexist within one being I thought was just so amazing because I've never seen it presented in that way and having a chance to learn more about them and interview them it was just really eye-opening to me and one of the other things Don when it comes to this topic that I think about is as I you know am in my early 30s right now as a mom, as a wife, as a woman of a, I guess, certain age, as they say now. And I'm realizing that there are parts of myself that I am becoming more comfortable with at this age that I haven't been comfortable with over the duration of my life. And I'm just being comfortable with now, but they've always existed within me. And I think about my essence as a person. I've literally been the same person since I was a teenager. Like I've had the same series of thoughts, the same desires, the same sexual ideas like this there are certain things about me that just haven't changed yes i've evolved yes i've grown but like my core has literally not changed but there are parts of me that i'm sharing now that people didn't know about back then and so i might post something on social media and i'll get we'll get into this a little bit later i may post something on social media let's say it's a thirst trap like i just posted a video today in like a bikini and then i had little you know i had my little ass out right and i posted that and someone (laughs) might see this and say oh my gosh, like what's happened to her? And it's like, boo, this is literally a bit, like I had the same energy and vibe as a teenager. I was taking the same pictures. I wasn't posting them nowhere, but this is literally who I, like this is part of who I am, you know? And so it's just interesting to see that. What about you, Dom? When you think about your essence and just everything I just shared. So as you were talking about, as you were saying, like being a woman of a certain age and being in your early thirties, what came up for me is that I'm 40. And 
you know, I have friends that are over 40 and friends that are over 50 and like, you know, and family members and just listening to their conversations of how and watching, observing how they evolve. And what I noticed is that the closer I got to 40 and now being in that disclaimer, I'm about to say I'm about to use some profanity. So just for all the folks who, you know, aren't that comfortable, you might want to fast forward past this part. I have no fucks to give. Right. Like. I am comfortable in my skin in a way that I have never been before, right? That the older I get, the more comfortable I get in my skin. And the more comfortable I get in being who who the hell I am. And not not caring as much because I'd be I'd be lying if I said I never cared because we all do everybody does right but caring a whole lot less about what other people think of me right and living my life to please other people so that people pleasing has decreased so much right and and so what i'm recognizing is that the older i get the more i am recognizing that yeah at the core of who i am everybody's going to get this core everybody I like that i like everybody that everybody gonna get it. everybody going to get everybody this core gonna get it. so <laughs> whether you are my grandmother or my clients in a therapy yeah. session mm-hmm. or my homegirls we just kicking it with a guy that I'm dating, a listener on this podcast, you going to get the core of who I am. Like, and obviously there is some natural, like, adjustments to our environments Mm -hmm. that we all do right but everybody's gonna know the core of who i am Mm. like you can check in with most anybody and what what they say about me is going to be consistent Mm -hmm. and i think that's the important part I absolutely love that, Dom. I think that might have to be a new slogan on our shirt. Everybody going to get this core. You're going to get the real deal. Like, this is what it is. Yes. Now, Dom, one of the questions I want to ask you, but also pose to you, lady, as you're listening is, think about your journey and what your journey has been like accepting all parts of yourself. Now, I will say in full transparency, I'm still learning to accept certain parts of myself. But when I think about the journey to accepting all parts of myself, Growing up in church, although I will say that church was such an amazing, overall, it was such an amazing developmental period for me. There was so much that I learned about myself and spirituality and yeah, just even religion. There were, even though I don't consider myself to be a religious person today, there were just certain practices and things that I learned in church that were so invaluable to me. And with that said, 
there was also a degree of shame that came along with certain parts of who I am. And I would say that some of the hardest parts for me to accept because of upbringing, because of church, because of stigma, because of judgment were sexual parts, right? The sexuality, sexual, just being a sexual being, sensuality, being silly. I'm a very silly person, but I think that, you know, of course it's a time and place for everything, but being silly, being assertive and, you know, communicating what I need, being a boss, being a boss ass bitch. Like sometimes when you're a boss, people see you as a certain way. And so those are some of the parts of myself that I had trouble accepting. And what I found, Dom, is that there was a long period. There were many periods in my life where People who may have known me then, people may have said that I was fake because I was still discovering who I was and still trying to get comfortable with who I was and trying to figure out where does the real me fit within the context of the world that I am occupying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so when I look back at my younger self, I can see videos or pictures and I'm like, that wasn't even me. Like I was just, I was Mm. camouflaging with whatever was in my environment or whatever was acceptable. And so now at this age and stage in life, I feel a lot more comfortable expressing my needs, being my true self, having difficult conversations. And like you said, not giving a fuck. Like if somebody doesn't like something I say or something that I do, not to say that I'm just out here just you know saying whatever, not being intentional about the way that I'm living, but I am no longer a prisoner of the opinions of other people like I was when I was younger. Say that one more time for the people in the back. So these days I am no longer a prisoner of the opinions of others like I was before because that stopped me from being my authentic self. Yes. Yes. I love that. Because the thing as you were saying that, what was coming up for me was it is so important to be our authentic selves, right? But what really, within that, what really keeps coming up for me is this acknowledgement that I am not everybody's cup of tea and that is okay. Yes. Right? Like, I tell my clients all the time, like I tell my clients, like when I have a new client that like, It's okay that if I am not the fit for you, right? And I recognize that that translates in all areas of my life, that everybody does not have to like me. And that is okay. The people who like me, that's what those, those people will matter. Those are the people that matter. The people who appreciate and respect me for who I am, that those are the people that matter. Those are the people that I'm going to give my energy to. Girl, that's so, so powerful. And it also, I think, takes time and experience to to get to that place. Because I think back when I was younger... I had such a, I was like the ultimate good girl. Like I, even though behind closed, closed doors, I wasn't like, I was not that I was out here doing crazy stuff because I was a a late bloomer in every sense of the word, as far as like sexual experiences that I was consenting to and things of that nature. But Mm -hmm. I was a church girl. Like I was inviting all my friends to church, school and college. Like I was, I was born and raised in church. So like I was Mm -hmm. that good 
church girl, right? That Beyonce was talking about her song. Like I was that girl. And I also had younger siblings that I had to be a role model to. And so I always felt like I was often robbing myself of being my authentic self because I was always mindful of who's watching, who might say something, who am I going right. to upset if I do what I really want to do. And to be honest, it felt like an internal struggle. It felt like an internal battle against who I felt I needed to portray myself as and who I really was and who I wanted to be. And when you, when you are not authentic, it's exhausting. So exhausting. It's exhausting, right? Because I'm like, okay, my siblings look up to me. I got to act a certain way. I got to do this. And then it's like my church members are looking at me and they want me to do this. And then I have to be this, you know, quiet, seen, but not heard woman. And it was just exhausting because at the end of the day, I'm a bit of a firecracker. Like I can't, that, that is, I'm spicy. And now at this age, I feel more comfortable being that spicy woman because I, I don't have time to be trying to be something I'm not, you know? Right. And the thing about it is that I'm going back to what we said earlier. People who knew you back then think you've changed, but it's like, no right. boo. I haven't changed. I've I'm accepted who myself. I am and I'm coming into myself. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. So speaking about coming into ourselves and accepting who we are, part of who we are, we are blatchet, right? We are multifaceted women. We are bougie, classy, ratchet. We are all of that, right? And so let's talk about it. Let's, let's, Let's dive in. All right, lady, it's about that time. Dom and I want to share a few sponsors with you that we believe you'd enjoy. So stay tuned, get those promo codes, and we'll hop right back into this informative conversation. Lady, as you know, this month is Women's History Month, and it's a great opportunity to highlight the stories of Black women specifically. Black representation holds significant importance in conveying possibilities to everyone not just those of us in the Black community. I can recall growing up watching Oprah Winfrey and the Black newscasters in my hometown of New Orleans. And it showed me the importance of sharing my own stories and using my own voice. Well, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's latest collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Tracy Ellis Ross to Beyonce's Renaissance, Michelle Obama to the women behind the Montgomery bus boycott, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. What I love most about Black stories, Black truths is the fact that the stories are from us and they cover topics we want to hear. I recently listened to an episode called Tracy Ellis Ross is an Icon and Our Favorite Rich Auntie. And it was just such a breath of fresh air to hear her perspective on her new projects, what she loves most about podcasts, and how she feels about being called the rich black auntie. It was good. 
Now, you know, Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be told about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let us, let's get into it. So, lady, we're going to ask each other some OU Blatchy questions. But really quick, Don, before... We get into that. Can we talk about the cussing? Because yes, here's we can, the thing. Because that's multifaceted woman. Let's do it. That's a multifaceted woman. Okay, ladies. So really quick, we have gotten some feedback and we've had some conversations behind the scenes because of this feedback. So we've had a few reviews from the podcast and some of the reviews on the podcast have said, "We I love the podcast, but the profanity is offensive or I can't even get through an episode because of the cussing. So here's the thing. Dom and I both, and Dom, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. In our personal lives, in the brands that we have outside of this podcast, like us as individuals, have pretty much had very clean, professional images because of the work that we do. And so when we came together for our very first episode, we discussed this and we were like, okay, one of the questions we asked ourselves was, yo, do we want to cuss on this podcast or are we going to keep it clean? And because we cuss in real life. And this is a part of mm-hmm. who we are as women behind closed doors. We wanted to create a space where we could be authentic, where we could yes. be real and have conversations that we have with our girlfriends and we'd be cussing and we'd be getting ratchet. Okay. So you will, I cuss you will with my hear, clients. I'm just saying for you. I love that you cuss with your clients because it's authentic and it's real. And the thing yes. is going back to what Dom said, this may not be everyone's cup of tea, And if that's the case, it's okay. We still love you. But we were very intentional about holding space on this podcast to cuss and to have those conversations because this is like, this is, this is what we do with our girlfriends. And the other thing I wanted to say about cussing is that I don't want you to miss out on a powerful message because you're so consumed with how the packaging is and how the messenger has chosen to say it. There are some people out there that are evil, that are out there doing Satan's work, okay? Mm -hmm. But sometimes Mm -hmm. they may have a message that resonates or that could could provide you with a breakthrough. And not to say that we're those, that evil person, but sometimes you can't get caught up in the messenger, but you really have to take in the message. And so this podcast, we will continue to cuss. We don't do it, I mean, it's not willy-nilly. We don't do it all throughout the episode, I mean, some episodes, but we don't do it yeah, in a way that's, I don't know, distasteful. What is the word I'm looking for, Dom? Yeah, it's not distasteful. Like, I think there are some podcasts that we have both listened to where profanity might be every other word, right? Mm-hmm. Or in every sentence. And that's not us. And so, like, for me, the the barometer is... 
would I let my 90-year-old grandmother listen to this? Probably not. And not because, not because of the profanity, all right? I just think that there are some topics that she might not be comfortable hearing me talk about. And I would assume that most of us feel that way about our grandmothers. There's just some things that we don't want our grand. How are you? My barometer, old people and children, right? I don't, my 90 year old grandmother, I don't know if she necessarily needs to listen to every episode. Now, there might be some episodes that I think would be good, right? But not every episode. My seven-year-old niece, nah, she ain't listening to none of this. She's way too young for this. But if you are 18 and older, I think that you could be in a space to receive these messages that we are putting out. But again, we are not everybody's cup of tea. And we do have that explicit parental advisory label on our podcast. Yes. So we did make it explicit intentionally so that you could be aware because yes. it would be inauthentic of us to not say how we what we really want to say. You know what I mean? And so there are other places that you can engage with us where we don't be cussing and doing all that, but we just wanted to hold space to let you know, like, we're not going to change that at this point. We hope that you still decide to tune in. And if not, we totally understand. We still love you and yes. we'll still be here. Mm-hmm. So shall we dive into these questions, Dom? Let's do it. Okay. So the first question is, what's the bougiest thing about you? That's a hard ass question. Cause I knew, I knew, I mean, it, now here's the real part. Like I knew we okay. were about to, we, I saw these questions ahead of time. Why yes, do I know yes, the answers yes. already? And, if you want me to go, I'll go. I'll just say that. And what I'll say is that people who know me know that in general, I am pretty bougie. So I don't know if there's like, I can't pinpoint one thing in particular that's like the bougiest thing about me. Cause there are a lot of things about me that are bougie. So yeah. What's one? I'll let you What's go. one? Okay. I was gonna say, what if I go and then come, I may make you think of an idea. Cause I have yes. two that come to mind when I was younger. Right. right? I would go tra- travel around and I would go like, I would stay at Roche motels. Cause I was like, I got to save money by any means necessary. Nowadays it got to be, Top notch. Like I gotta stay somewhere nice. I'm not staying in no place where I get up and I'm like, yo, do I have bed bugs on me now? Cause I've been there. I done stayed in some Roche motels when traveling and now my standards are high. But the next one, y'all, is that when I go to concerts, like there are certain con like I will not go to a concert unless I have really great seats or it's a VIP experience. I'm at that stage now where I'm like, if I can't meet the person and I can't be super close. I need, I need to be, I need to be in VIP. Like I, that's, that's my bougie thing right now in this stage in my life. It wasn't always that way. I used to go to powerhouse in Philly back in the day and I used to be sitting up with Jesus, but now, yeah, (laughs) I got to be close. Okay. Yes. So that did, that did make me think about, I don't know if this is necessarily a bougie thing that I do, but I, I, hotels, I'm similar to you in that, in regards to hotels that like, it's gotta be high. It, it, if it's three stars, I'm still a little, I'm feeling three stars feels more Roach Motel to me. Like that's the level that I'm at in terms of my bougie right? 
And what I do, I don't even trust the highest end hotels. I still, I think probably the bougiest thing that I do, and I don't, again, I don't know if this is necessarily bougie, but I have a sleeping bag insert that I bring when I travel that I don't even care how high in the hotel is. I am sliding that sleeping bag insert in them sheets because I ain't sleeping on nobody's sheets but but that sleeping bag insert. Wait, That's how I travel these days. I may have to add it to my list. When you say sleeping bag insert, how does that work? So you, what is your process? Like you go to the hotel, you put the I, I, the sleeping bag, I pull the sheets back, uh-huh. pull the comfort, that top layer back okay, and put the sleeping bag insert in. And so it's like my own little cocoon. So my oh. body never has to touch the hotel sheets oh. at all. Really? Okay. So you sleep inside the insert, but then you put the hotel covers over top of the yeah. sleeping bag when you're in there. Okay. Because girl... Don't yeah. get one of those. Yeah, yeah. We know sometimes the hotels don't be clean. Thank you, girl. Send mm-hmm. me the link, girl. Send, mm-hmm. You may have to put it in the show notes as well. Yes. Now, the second question is, what's the classiest thing about you? And again, I have my answer prepared. Just putting it out there in case you need a... Yeah, I need a second. You know I need a second. Go okay. ahead. And I'm thinking of these on the fly too, Don. so no judgment. The classiest thing I would say is... I'm a bit of a neat freak, right? I was a Girl Scout when I was younger. And one of the golden rules that we learned was always leave a place that you're occupying cleaner than you found it. And so I'm the person where I think this is classy, but if I'm out somewhere, like I will clean up. Like I just clean up. So if it's a hotel, the room is actually, you'd be surprised how clean the hotel room is when I'm leaving. Also, whenever I move out of an apartment, my mom used to always tell us this. We used to clean that apartment like we were about to move back into it. Like the apartment is clean. I mean, we're mopping the floors. We're cleaning like for what? But it was just it was just something I was taught growing up. So that's my thing. Like if I leave a space, usually it'll be better than I found it. Bad. And yes, you I, did when you came to stay over. I hope I left sure your house did. clean. You left girl. I was like, girl, you ain't got to do all that. And you was in there trying. To, and I was like, girl, you ain't got to do all that. You was trying to clean the whole bathroom. And I was like, girl, no. Mm-mm, you ain't got to do all that. But yeah, I like that. I like that. Oh, okay. And you would have thought that I had time to think about my it's answer okay, about what's the classiest thing about me. <laughs> huh. The classiest thing about me. I pride myself on still generally having manners. And so I'm that person that I... If I'm when we're communicating, like at the start of the day, like or even no matter what time it is, when we initiate communication, I am still that person that like, good morning, like, hi, like I don't just jump right in to the conversation. It's like I'm still going to initiate a greeting. That is a that's like a lost art. Art form. I feel like with younger folks, y'all, no judgment if you're younger, but I feel like sometimes my siblings have, like, we ain't talking a minute. And I, I be getting texts like, did you ever get that thing? Or what do you think about this? And I'm like, well, hello to you too. You ain't saying exactly, exactly. Definitely, I'm definitely, I definitely be feeling a little old school, but I'm with you. Please, thank you. Have you ever been somewhere and someone's like, oh, you, where are you from? You're not from around here. Cause I said, please and thank you. I'm like, yes. dog, that's just manners. That's what you mean? Comment courtesy, but okay. Exactly. Okay. Okay, Dom, get ready for this next 
one. Got to do a little roll with this one. Okay. People would be surprised to know that the ratchetest, we're making the words, the ratchetest thing about me is. Okay. So there were a couple of things that came up. So I don't think this is, I don't define this as ratchet for myself personally, right? But I know society may define this as ratchet. I used to take pole dancing classes. And I, at the studio that I went to, I went to that studio for like over two years, maybe. Yeah, I think it was about two years of, yes, of taking pole dancing classes. Yes. Yes. So that's one ratchet thing that people might be surprised to know. And then the second thing is that I'm that person who is, when I'm in my car, I like a lot of bass. And I like to roll up, like when I'm trying to get hype, I like to roll up where the bass is like my my rear view mirror is vibrating. Like I need that much bass and it needs to be some, I might roll up to work in the morning with some, like I didn't listen to some like back that ass up or like something like Savage Remix. Like I listened to, I've listened to something that if you heard me, if you saw the car pull up, you might be surprised that it was me in the car. I love that. I love that you picked two. I was like, oh, we getting two up in here. And I have a follow-up question about the pole dancing, but I'm going to save that for the after show. So let me go ahead and write okay. that down so I don't forget. Follow-up with Dom about pole dancing. It's a real juicy question, but I, I'm going to just save it for the after say show. So the after say it show. to the end mm-hmm. for the after show. All right, Dom, get ready for mine. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my first one, let me do the the, the less risque one first. So the first one is in the club, I'll be busting it open. Like I love to twerk and just go in when I'm in the club. And I remember yeah, I years ago, that. you can see years ago, I went out with my older sister's friends back in college and we were drinking. We had a really good time. And they told her, they were like, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm pretty petite. Like, I'm pretty small. I got mm-hmm. a little ass, but I'm pretty petite. And she said, her friends told her, they were like, yeah, your sister was in the club dancing. Like, she had a big old booty. And I'm like, what you mean? Like, don't be hating. <laughs> don't be hating I thought that was no so booty. funny because I'm so small. I'm just yes. so small. They were like, you ain't here dancing like you, like you big booty Judy. So I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, so that's the first one. The second one, Dom, is that I love... <laughs> I love to take nudes and like really sexy pictures and I feel like it's like artwork I have so many in my phone (laughs) okay okay if I were to ever get please God don't test me but if I were ever to get hacked I probably wouldn't even be I'd probably be a little mortified but they look so good that I'd be like all right you know shit but I'd probably be a little nervous Uh okay uh yeah but that's okay. like, yeah, that's my thing. So don't hack me, y'all. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So yeah, that's it. We have two listener submitted questions, Dom. Yes, yes. And I would like to say before we even get to our listener submitted questions that I feel like as we continue this conversation about being multifaceted, that the things that we share that like would be considered 
that are considered ratchet don't even feel quote unquote ratchet to me. Mm-hmm. So I love how we are evolving that ratchet is like the things that we're considering ratchet really are just part of who we are and not necessarily yes. something to be stigmatized. Exactly. Yes. I love that. I love that for us. And Don, real yes. quick, before we dive into the listener questions, just for context, like Pete, some people, this may be their first time listening. And so they may not yes. have context on like who we are. I think we may say something in the intro, but like Dom is a whole psychologist and therapist out here. Okay. Whole PhD conference speaker, like out, out here. And we're having this conversation, right? Like Yes. I work in tech and I'm a technical, like a bit of a nerd. And, and you somebody's stages. mama, girl. You I'm somebody's, somebody's mama, mama and somebody's wife, girl. Somebody's wife. And yes. And just for the record, my husband definitely has an archive of a lot of these pictures I, I love to take. Much. You figured as much. So much. yeah. Yeah. I, I figured that went like, without bro. saying. Mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. Basically. So yeah, y'all. That's his where phone all the is the one that don't need to be hacked. That's the point right there. Don't hack his yes. phone, please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and now on to our listener submitted questions. What are we, what are yes. we working with, Dom? All right. So the first one is a sentence completion. Oh, no, not quite. Not quite a sentence completion. But name three things a Black woman absolutely cannot live without. You want to go first? I'm ready, girl. Okay, one, go ahead. I'm going to put two in one. Moisturizer and sunscreen. Because we at that age, I'm trying to take care of the skin the best way I can. Moisturizer and sunscreen. I cannot go mm-hmm. anywhere without my lip gloss or lip balm. Like I am so particular about my lips just being moisturized and not being dry and cracked or having white stuff on the side of your lip. I just, I can't. And then number three is gum or mints. That was a couple more, but like, I am very mindful of like my breath and how my breath smells, especially when I'm close to people. I just, I remember we used to record together and I'd be like popping mints and stuff. I just don't want to be like having funky breath speaking to you, like on your face. So that's, those are my three. What about you, Dom? Okay. So if I'm going to think of things that are like specific, that might be specific to black women. Okay. I'm with you on the moisturizer, like in all forms, right? Yes. So I'm going to just be, it's a general moisturizations in this situation that yes. whether it is moisturizer for my hair, for my face, for the rest mm-hmm. of my skin, for my lips, like we got to moisturize, moisturize. So that's number one. Number two would probably be some music. Something to listen to music, right? Like, yeah, I can, I, I, I like silence. Like I actually do need silence, but I need music too. Like there are moments where I'm like, I just need the music to like uplift, inspire, you know, motivate, shake my ass, whatever the feeling is in the moment, you know? And then number three, access to good food. Those really good. I'm just coming at the time of this recording. I'm just coming off of an immersion trip to the South where I was eating all the mac and cheese and fried catfish and Uh, drinking the sweetest of the sweet tea. Like, and I don't necessarily get that in California. So, and California (laughs) has its own good stuff, but 
the South is different. Yeah. So, so my three things, just to recap, moisturization, good music, and access to good food. Those were phenomenal, Dom. I love them all. Perfect. <laughs> okay. All right. And so then our next one. What are your favorite words of wisdom or affirmations? Do you have yours, Dom? Yeah. Okay. I mean, lady, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, then get familiar with these phrases because you will hear them on multiple episodes. So I have, I have, yeah, multiple. <laughs> so number one. Trust the process. Things always work out better than we intended them to. Number two, close mouths don't get fed. You have to ask for what you need. And then the third one, I am enough. Oh, and then a fourth one. Sorry, just another one just came to me. Apparently, I have a lot of words of uh, words of wisdom. No is a complete sentence. And that's all, period. All right, girl. I love those. Those were amazing. I have to put those in the show notes. I would say that my top favorite words of wisdom and affirmations, the first one is everything you need is already within classic, right? Mm-hmm. The next one is everything is working out for your good. Mm-hmm. And the third one is a quote, but you're going to have to Google this person's name because I always butcher it. The quote okay. is, the creator did not give you a longing to do that which you have no ability to do. Ooh, I, I love, love that, that so much because if the desire is within you, then God is going to provide the means and you're going to yes. be all right. But and if the desire is right. there, take the leap so the net can yes. appear. <laughs> Okay. Okay. God's reactions. Oh my gosh. All right. So, any other oh you blatchet questions? Oh, do you have some? That we think the the listeners need to know. Did did you do you have some in the canon, Dom? Do you have some cute? I do. I I do. What? I feel like we may have asked this question before. Okay. Okay. What is the thing that you love most about yourself? So I know that's a question that we ask our guests, but do. what is the thing that you love most about yourself? Mm. I feel like there are quite a few things. And lady, I will say there have been times in life where there was not much or nothing. And so as we talk about ourselves and brag on ourselves and love on ourselves, know that it's okay. And you should feel comfortable doing the same about yourself. I would say, Dom, that the first thing is probably my resilience. Like no matter what happens, if I am breathing, I'm going to find a way. God's going to help me. We're going to make a way. Like I, I am resilient. So I love that about myself. I would say I also love my ability to see myself. Like I am really reflective and self-aware. And so I can see my own toxicity. It's really sad because some people can't even see it. Like you can't, you can't see what's, what you're doing wrong. And I love that I can see it so that I can improve it because that's the first step, right? Is accepting the fact that, mm, I may not have the answers, but some shit over here I'm doing ain't right. 
And so I know that I can acknowledge that. I'm going to pause there because I feel like I can go on a whole love fest about myself right now, but that's why I'm going to pause. What about you, Don? What do you love most about yourself? So I think there's a lot that I love about myself, you know, and I, and it feels good to be in that space. Like you said, of like where I am just loving me and the person that I am. But I think the thing that I love most is that is exactly that, right? That I am in a space where I am, where I love myself immensely, right? Where I am fully aware of who I am and that I love who I am. Because there's been plenty of moments in time where I question myself, question my worth, question like, it, hmm, who this girl? And right now, what I love most is that I am wholeheartedly in love with me. And I love that for you and lady. We hope you enjoyed this OU Blatchett episode. Be on the lookout for more content, more merch, and some other good things coming along. All about celebrating the multi-dimensional woman. We appreciate you. And we're going to hop into the after show. So lady, please make sure you go to our website, herspacepodcast.com. Click on Patreon. Become a sister friend patron. Yes. Sister friend patron. So that you can, yeah. So that you can get access to our after show and exclusive content and meet up with us once a month for our check-ins and all that good stuff. So be sure to do that. And we're going to head on out and see you in the after show. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Please note that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, visit our website at herspacepodcast.com and be sure to click the Patreon tab to get access to video content, bonuses, and our weekly after show. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I am worthy of what I desire, period. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.